0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Coach's Corner. I have one of the most all time, most popular, most favorite guests, at least from my point of view, joining me today. My husband. Say hello. (laughs) Hello. Hello. (laughs) G'day, mate. That's that's what they want you to say. They want you to go. Go, Australia. Yeah, Yeah, good. (laughs) That's one thing Australians do. You ask them a question How are you doing? Or how was your interview? Yeah, good. Or even if if the if they say, are you going to um, the the football game? Yeah, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the worst. I hate that.
0: Why do you say nah? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah nah. <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah, nah.
0: Yeah, no. Just no.
1: <laughs> I've no idea.
0: And then some of my other favorite Australian words, because one of my best friends lives in Australia, so I get her words. So instead of calling movers movers, you guys call them removalists. I
1: love how you're fixated on these, these and terms. It, well, it's entertaining.
0: It's entertaining. And you don't, you're entertaining. Neut- you don't neuter your dog, you de-sex your dog. And you don't have a lawyer, you have a solicitor. Why <laughs> are lawyers called solicitors? Solicitors are salespeople, aren't they? Like door to door. What the
1: fuck do you think lawyers do? <laughs> <laughs> we all sell, don't we? We all, all sell,
0: but I, I, I don't know, you guys. That's actually a really good term. question. Yeah.
1: We do call them no. Well, we call them we interchangeably call them solicitors and lawyers. And I don't know if solicitors are a specific kind of lawyer or I don't really care.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not what we're talking about today. No, and we hope that we've entertained you with our witty banter. Before we get in, we're going to talk about actually we're going to talk about inner child stuff today. And we decided to do a very raw interview, not interview conversation, because mm. you had a bit of a trigger this morning. Um this totally I don't can, get triggered, Christine. Okay. Like just now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get triggered on perfect, I don't get triggered. That's true. You never get mm. triggered. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just the one that gets triggered <laughs> uh, by you. Um, so we thought we'd work through it on the air so we could talk to you a little bit about how inner child works, about how we work with our inner child, about why it's so important to bring inner child work into relationships, especially your, your intimate relationships. And this is all gearing up for our inner child workshop that we're teaching live for the last time in for at least a year. At least a year, we won't be teaching this live again, October 8th through 10th. Now, here's the thing. You don't have to join us live. You could totally watch the recording. It's just as powerful. And if you can, make it a retreat weekend and join us live. From the
1: the comfort um, of your own home. Yeah,
0: from the comfort of your own home. It's a really beautiful retreat-type experience, and your inner child would love it. You know, Your inner child loves it when you make time for him or her. Just think how many times as a child you wanted mom and dad just to... Stop working or or stop doing other things or stop being with your brothers and sisters or whatever and just spend time with you. Just spend the weekend with you. Take you on a special trip or watch a show with you and think about how many times they didn't have time or they said, oh, later, or they just would squeeze you in. So most of our inner children feel abandoned and neglected, first by our parents and then by us because we become the parent to the inner child. And most of us really aren't winning parent of the year for our inner child. And so being able to carve out that time for you and your inner child is is huge. But again, we know life is busy for a lot of you. And if you need to watch the recording, that's fine. If you want to go ahead and grab your spot, it's christinehaster.com slash inner child. We'll be talking more about it. I'll talk about how you can get some scholarships and all that kind of stuff. Before we dive in, I am sitting here with my smoothie next to me, which has my Organifi green powder in it. I love Organifi products. You've heard me talk about them a lot, especially their green powder. It's filled with all the nutrition that I need. If I don't have time to eat, you know, lots of vegetables that day or get a lot of my nutrition in, I love using Organifi green. I love their red. And when I want something super yummy and special and kind of like a dessert, their turmeric blend, their gold drink is so delicious. I mix it with almond milk, heat it up, and it's just a beautiful treat. So if you want to get 20% off all Organifi products, just go to Organifi.com slash over it. Again, Organifi.com overit, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash over it for 20% off everything, your whole order. And you can go back and reorder. It's not just your first order, it's any order. So head on over there today. All right.
1: Well, I'd like to say three things before we get started. Oh, wow. Three specific things. Now, you're
0: probably going to say five because that's how you roll.
1: No, I'll say three, promise. So the first thing that came to me was I was working with a client yesterday and we were speaking to his inner child and we were going through some processes and one of the realizations that he had was a big aha moment for him and a big wow moment for him where he just realized that the way his father communicated and connected or rather did not connect with him is the same way he has been connecting with his inner child. Mm. And that was a really big realisation for him because, and he didn't move into shame and guilt. He just moved into compassion and love for this part of him that he's been neglecting for a really long time, for right. all of his life. Right. And for him, he said to me, and he's, he's quite an adept young man, that was a game changer because now what he has the opportunity to do is to connect to these parts of himself that have been in pain for a really long time in a very different way. Mm. And he's very excited to see how his life unravels as a result of that. Mm. Second thing I wanted to say was that... Me, how I look at when we speak about the inner child, because some of you may be thinking, well, what is this inner child? What do you mean, inner child?
0: Yeah, psychobabble.
1: Yeah, psychobabble. (laughs) What does it actually really mean? So I like to consider the inner child as something that makes our life tangible and accessible. And so when we give form to something, it literally makes it tangible and accessible. So when you envision or can envision parts of your child, parts of your inner child, your childhood, maybe your 7-year-old, your 12-year-old, even your teenager, your 15-year-old, your 3-year-old, you're giving that part of not only your psyche but part of that experience form. And when we give it form, it makes it more accessible for us to actually delve into. It doesn't make it so immaterial or ethereal or unreachable. And so for me, that's why inner child work is so important because it works with those parts of us that we've neglected, that we've suppressed, that we're avoiding, that are really painful, that need release, that need a voice and so forth. And it gives us access. The third thing- Before want, you go to three, oh, don't forget. Yes, I won't forget.
0: It, I love that you said that because there's a difference between going and talking about your childhood and therapy mm-hmm. or trying to work through memories versus actually seeing your inner child and having a relationship with him or her. It's so much easier to do the healing if we can connect to our inner child, visualize them, imagine them, have conversations with them, which we're going to teach you how to do in the inner child workshop. So even if you're like, I don't know how to connect to my inner child, And we'll we also teach you-, teach
1: you how to couple that with somatic release, which is the visceral bodily emotional release that often has been stuck and repressed right. for so many years. And that inner child, that vision of the inner child gives us access to those parts.
0: Without reliving your trauma because we don't believe in retaking right. people through that's trauma. To complete
1: the actual loop of trauma, which again, we go so much deeper into the inner child yeah, workshop. Yeah,
0: exactly. So being able to have a relationship with these younger parts of you is the key to healing versus talking about your childhood or analyzing it or anything and you've heard i mean i've done 300 and almost 20 episodes coaching people and i would say 90% of them go back to childhood so this is where the deep healing is at and what we see is the biggest game changer for for ourselves and with all our clients
1: yeah agreed and the third thing i wanted to say is we're probably well i don't know where we're about to go now because and you'll explain that in a moment but when i say we i don't know where we're about to go mm-hmm. is cuz we're gonna do a little bit of um a live intervention here.
0: Yeah, I'm just gonna have a conversation. Yeah, yeah it's more of a conversation. Yeah, no, no, you.
1: I know that. It's more of a conversation, and that's what the third point was, right. is that uh, Christine and I are very clear on how we interact and how we communicate. And I think that's important to know for couples out there, and that's why mm-hmm. I wanted to oh, mention yeah, that. This is good, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Christine's not coaching me here. Uh she's not telling me what to do or how to do it. Um, however, I have requested that Christine, to the best of her ability, because she's human, she's going to she's going to carry unconscious biases. Because I'm your wife. And because she's my wife and we have a very rich history and she's protective of me and all these things, right, all these layers. But to the best of her ability, I have asked her, I want you to be neutral and objective here and I want you to give me feedback and I'm open to it. I've given her permission to not be nasty or critical or judgmental, and she's not like that anyway, but to really almost treat me as a client, but not. And and let me and let me say something. It is it, it requires yeah no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. It requires a great deal of finessing and practice and awareness and intentionality and being very deliberate. And we've practiced that. So just be mindful, like you you not to necessarily do this with your partner. It's like one of those things, like, don't try this at home, kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those warnings and also. Uh, we have that relationship where we can go to these places because we we just purposely practice
0: and you can do this at home once you really learn inner child work
1: yes, of course once yeah. once you feel more confident and you've developed the tools and the skills to do so
0: and one of the, I just want to highlight an agreement we have in our relationship is we deliberately ask, I want advice or put your coach hat on That's otherwise we're yeah. just we're partners and I'm listening. I didn't give him any feedback, you know other than, I'm just compassion. And so this is this is super raw. this this just happened before we sat down to record. We haven't had time to take it out. and actually, Steph was the one who said, actually, let's save it. Let's record this and have this conversation so people can really hear how inner child stuff works. And I think it's great that he's the one that's triggered because a lot of times women, sometimes have easier access to their inner child. Not always. So if you're a woman and you don't have access, don't think you're any less of a woman. But a lot of times women have easier access to it because maybe you're mothers or you're super in touch with that mother archetype. And men sometimes can go, oh, this inner child stuff, like that seems weak or whatever. So I think it's great that you're Mm -hmm. the one that got triggered this morning, not me, probably Mm -hmm. because I didn't see anyone or do anything.
1: (laughs) And, you know, and, and how we also relate to triggers varies as well. Right? Sometimes I can be triggered and be very aggressive and be hyper-defensive. In this instance, I'm disappointed and sad. They're, they're the prominent sensations that I'm feeling. Do Is you want it? to tell the story? Sure. I'm just thinking very briefly where to start to make it as cohesive as possible.
0: Yeah, because I know all the backstory. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: no, I, I, and I do. I want to, um, I just did yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I, do, <laughs> I do want to be cohesive. So in, in short... My parents live in Greece, Uh, Christine and I live in the US, and they live together. And from my perspective, they're not in the healthiest dynamic. And I know many of you probably share that uh, perspective when it comes to your parents. Like They're still together, but should they be together? Mm, That's sort of debatable, right? But at the end of the day, it's their choice and it's their lives.
0: And that's kind of the story your whole life. Yes.
1: Oh, yes, from a very young age. In fact, from before I was born, they they, uh, are in an unhealthy dynamic. And that's, I don't think anything that they, well, definitely my mother wouldn't admit. And so again, without giving you an extensive backstory, which may unravel, I, I rang my mother this morning because I couldn't get hold of my father. His phone wasn't working. I just couldn't get hold of him and I just wanted to talk to him and I hadn't spoken to him for a while. You know, life's been very compressed for me of late, doing all amazing things and working on amazing projects. However, I just haven't had created that space to to connect with my father. And I said, hey, mum, what are you up to? Are you home? You know, just just checking in on her. We've been communicating anyway. Um, hey, is Baba home? And Baba is a Greek name for father. Is, you know, is my father home? Um, yes, he is. Um, do you mind putting him on the phone? Because I just haven't spoken to him for a while. I've been trying to get him and it's not working. So the common story is that my mother dislikes doing that. Uh, she dislikes communicating with my father, yet they live under the same roof, which of course I find is an oxymoron and I completely get the trauma wounding and the bo- trauma bonding as well behind it. And that's not a story that we're going to necessarily delve too deep into right now. But it disappointed me because I very seldom ask, and this is my perspective, of course, but I very seldom ask my mother for much. In fact, I give a great deal to my parents.
0: And I again, can support that. You re- don't really yeah. ask her for anything.
1: And from my perspective, um, and my experience of my own life, I've been one of those kids that have parented my parents from a very young age. I'm sure some of you can relate. Raise your hands if you do. I'm getting all Tony Robbins on you here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I immediately felt disappointed. Now, conveniently, um, the phone actually just cut out, and that wasn't me hanging up or her hanging up. The phone just cut out. Right, and he, at he that felt point.
0: disappointed because what he wanted from his mom was to say, oh, sure, and walk in the other room and hand the phone to his dad. You know, his dad's also 80 years old, not great with technology. Like, he he had some time. He knew his dad was trying to get a hold of him. Just make it easy on me, mom. Just go hand the phone to dad.
1: So the phone hung up. I got caught up doing a couple other things. I sat with my emotions for a moment, and I thought, I'm just going to send a message. I'm not going to ring back just yet. I'm just going to send a few voice notes back. My mother and I voice note regularly, and we talk to each other regularly. And the the essence of the voice notes that I sent back was, Mom, I don't want to be charged, but I also want to tell you what I'm experiencing and what I'm feeling. And I don't want to project on you. I have a lot on at the moment, Mom. Um, That's not your responsibility. That's completely my responsibility. Uh, I make the choices that I make for my life very much knowing what I'm doing. And I don't ask for much. And when I do, uh, you know, I, I do my best, as best as I can be, to be respectful of your space and time. And um, it would mean so much. It would have been so – you just would have made my life so much more efficient if you just walked to the other room. And they don't live in a mansion, by the way. In fact, they very modest, small apartment. Just to walk in the other room and pass in the phone, it which would have been super convenient for me. Now, I don't expect you to know that, but I, I feel you just don't really meet me halfway, Ma. And, 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 and what it did in those voice notes, it brought up a, a lot of memories of – When I, when I became a teenager and I became far more cohesive, and by the way, I'm, I'm, uh, this was more sensational and feeling. Now I'm putting it to words for the first time. This is, you know, a couple of hours later. When I was a teenager and I became more cohesive and articulate in my language, and I started developing more, you know, more solid patterns that would form my adulthood. I really, it reminded me of doing so much for my mother. And, and plus, there is enmeshment and entanglement there from a young age, right? And projection. And Christine can explain what that means in a moment just to give her a voice as well. But <laughs> so I'm not talking too much. But, you know, it reminded me of just constantly being there and trying to make everyone else happy and doing all these things for everyone else, yet not, A, not feeling recognized and not feeling appreciated, which not is not feeling
0: a, parented. And
1: not feeling parented. And by the way, side note, Feeling uh, appreciated is a common, not feeling appreciated is a common wound of the masculine. Mm-hmm. Conversation for another time, perhaps. Uh, another podcast, mm-hmm, my love. Mm-hmm. But it, it brought up a lot of that. And I said to her, I said, I just don't know where to go from here. I'm like, I really feel like I'm done. Like, I get the trauma that you have, I get the wounding that you have, I get the pain that you have well before you met. Uh, my father, you know, from your own childhood. And my mother has a lot of different trauma and that's not for me to to say here. And it, and it really is sad. Like it's a lot of trauma, like volume wise and repetition wise, it's chronic, right? It's chronic in all different areas, not just in one area either. And I get that. And at some point, where do we, where do we not Where do we stop taking action and where do we Mm -hmm. begin to take action to begin to heal ourselves at a deeper level and also nurture the relationships in our lives that actually mean something to us?
0: Mm -hmm. And this is – it wasn't like this was a one-time thing.
1: Oh, no, definitely not. Definitely not. And
0: can I interject a few things? Please. Because you're telling the story in a very calm place. When you got home, I walked downstairs. I looked at your face for less than one second. (laughs) What's wrong, babe? (laughs) I knew something was wrong. Yeah, it wasn't angry I was was, it's frustration and sadness and disappointment. And I know, I know that face. So one thing I've learned about Steph's little boy is that when he feels hurt, like his needs aren't being met, he feels hurt, he feels unparented, he feels like he has to fight harder for himself than anyone else is, it can cause a variety of reactions in him. Sometimes he can go into shutdown and withdrawal. Yeah. That's one of his, it's either one of two things, shutdown or withdrawal. Or or anger, and I bet if I listened to those voice messages you sent your mom, there was some charge to it.
1: Yeah, there was. It just wasn't. It wasn't me um, going off at her and being no. Angry but there and aggressive. was. It,
0: there was. I bet it rode on the tone of anger and hurt. Like it was. Yes. It was there. It wasn't. We could say you're not neutral.
1: One hundred percent. I was not neutral.
0: And th- this is this is inner child in action, right? Because there's still and stuff's done a ton of work on his parents and his mom, and which was why I didn't uh, scream at her right. and be aggressive. So to progress, yeah, yeah, massive yeah. progress. And again, this isn't a one time thing. This is like a recurring. And, and
1: also, why pattern. I didn't go into lecture mode. I, I nearly slipped into lecture mode, and I pulled myself back.
0: Right, because you've I, had to parent your parents. Correct. Yeah, which is I don't want to another keep engaging wound. that pattern. Yeah. Right. So my place, do you want to know what my feedback to you would be? Yes. So what I've noticed with your mom in particular is that you go into a more of an aggressive pattern and she doesn't have an aggressive personality. She'll just sort of back down and listen and you guys kind of have that dynamic a little bit. It's a
1: way to regain power.
0: Right, exactly. Because yeah. your little boy feels disempowered. Yeah. You're a mad the whole life, like yeah. you, you weren't there for me as a mom. You didn't protect me. But I also love you a lot because you have all these good qualities. So now I'm really conflicted. And what I really am is hurt. But that's really hard. So I'm going to be angry. Because you being in anger is a comfort zone for you and where you feel most powerful. It's where it's like, fuck everybody else. I can't count on anybody. And anger is how I'm going to build the walls around my heart. Would you agree so far?
1: Yeah. It makes me, um, firstly, it makes me emotional uh-huh. because it's just that little boy that was just in, in the corner playing by himself because he didn't have emotional access to anyone else, yeah. you know? And that's why my Legos were so important to me. That's why I put them up in a blanket. I made sure they were in a specific place. I wanted structure so I knew that that was safe for me. But That's what it reminds me of. It's that no one is available. And I start thinking in absolute terms. And this is not my adult self with tears in my eyes now. This is that little boy that just feels so disorientated, right? right? And and then this is when the absolute comes out. No one was ever there for me. Mm -hmm. No one ever saw me, which was not completely true at all my mum was there for me, my father was even there for me, Mm -hmm. even though he wasn't there for me most of the time. My Mm -hmm. grandparents were there for me. Mm -hmm. But the lens that I see life through is now of that of a victim.
0: Right. and There was a lot of times that no one was there for
1: you. Correct. And they were so painful that I do everything I can to protect myself and one of those things that we do, common human trait, is speak and talk in absolutes and I catch myself like just now, you know. Mm -hmm. And, And that's how it feels that, well, no one's going to be available for me, so I'll be available for myself. And then I go into that mode, but then I also go into that mode with regret and resentment, mm-hmm. which then breeds and festers anger and disappointment and rage to protect myself. Mm-hmm. And it's this, it's this domino effect of pushing, essentially pushing people away because I can't trust people to come in. Now,
0: let me just ask you something. Yeah. So, what did that little boy with his Legos? alone what did he want most from mom and dad what did he need most
1: from pragmatic place to stop being so unsafe because they were so violent with each other and with mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. right and from that place is just calmness and peace mm-hmm. just tranquility you know like, and 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 be available
0: mm-hmm. be
1: available if i had a question be mm-hmm. be available if i was hurt so i didn't have to hide in shame uh, be be available to my emotions and not and not. I experience so much judgment. Yeah, you know so much. You're a problem. You're being a disturbance. You're being a hassle and a nuisance. You're. you're I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for your emotions. I don't have time for your questions. I don't have time for you wanting something.
0: Right. So in that moment today, when you called your mom, time traveled back to once again not being available for you you being a nuisance you asking for something and having a need not met
1: yeah and and you know the thing is my mum was really available for me but because she was also and this was the confusing part hence my attachment style is disorganized mm-hmm. she was so preoccupied with her own pain and also the conflict in her marriage and in her life
0: mm-hmm.
1: that she tried to be available but it was just a, a hit and miss so much, right. energetically and emotionally in my body. That's the feeling that Didn't I, feel I, I safe, felt. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hmm. What you feeling
1: now? I'm just numbing out a bit now. Mm. But um, I won't do that because that's not healthy. So that's just an old pattern of mine to numb out, right? to disassociate um just, what do you just, need
0: right now babe
1: nothing that i'm not getting darling
0: what does little steph need from you
1: he, he knows i got him he knows does got he him. yeah
0: and check in with him
1: yeah maybe not <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's still he's hiding hiding in the corner facing yeah. the wall playing with his legos
0: so one thing that, and I could be wrong, we'll check in, but one thing I think little Steph needs from you is to not go to anger on any scale. Yeah, it scares him. Yeah, it scares him. Wow. Yeah. So what he may need from you is to go more, more to vulnerability. Like using the situation today, Mom, it hurts that you are making this a big deal. Would mean a lot to me if you would just get up and hand the phone to Dad.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't say it like that. And I didn't. I basically didn't practice what I teach. Essentially, mm-hmm. right? Because I was, uh, even though I wasn't overly charged, I was still activated. You know, right? And um, coming from that hurt and the protective strategy, you know, aggressiveness. Yeah. Yep. Which just isolates that little boy more. Right and makes him just hide more, which makes me more angry, which makes him hide more. (laughs) I'm just seeing it now from a different lens.
0: So So check in with him, ask him what he needs from you more of.
1: He needs me to be calm, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: which is what, you know, I wanted when I was younger, calmness around me, as opposed to like tension and and restlessness and nervousness in my body. Yes. Because even though like I sit with the restlessness – I generally then transmute it into aggressiveness,
0: right, which is gives you a release, yeah. but it just recycles the issue
1: that's the that's the problem recycles the issue it it's a it's a temporary release it's not it's not really dealing with it's not actual change and transformation yeah, it's not repetitive enough,
0: yeah. Well, I see little Steph coming more online now. Mm. Do you feel him more? Yeah, he's turned around.
1: Yeah. Like when I visualize him and see him, he's, he's, he's still in the corner and playing, but he's instead of his back mm-hmm. uh, against the world, his back's against the wall now, you know? And yeah. he's just facing out and he's looking and he's still playing. He's a little more curious, you know, just opening up a little bit.
0: I think he likes it when you're calm and you can speak your needs from that place. Yeah. I think that feels safer to him.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what he wants to hear. That's what he wants to feel. Mm-hmm. He wants to feel it in the tone, you know. I've been very kinesthetic all my life. Like words are okay but I pick up a lot on afflictions and tones and pauses and spaces and between words and breath and I'm very attuned to sounds and and tempo and, and nonverbal, you know nonverbal yeah. communication and that was a difficulty the 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 nonverbal communication in my household was very aggressive and violent and distant and unpredictable not safe yeah not safe
0: mhm mhm yeah so it sounds like he just needs that consistency from you too
1: mm-hmm. mm. yeah which i haven't really i haven't really been giving him actually because i've been for lack of a better term, uh, so busy or rather, just, you know, preoccupied with things that I really love doing, but I haven't given him, you know, if I have to be very honest, I've been a little out of touch with some of my practices, my daily grounding practices, not all of them, but just some of them, some of the ones that really allow my me to connect to parts of me that need to be expressed healthily, which I've been just not doing. You know, and 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 some may say avoiding. Right. And um. It's time to get back to that part of me.
0: Well, and this is so helpful to ever to me and everybody listening because it just demonstrates how we become the kind of parent we had to our own inner child. Now, again, you're not necessarily being violent with yourself. No. But neglectful, not emotionally available distracted
1: yeah short Mm -hmm. impatient Mm -hmm. irritable
0: yeah yeah
1: it's a little compressed which is i think a lot of the pressure i'm just playing out a lot of the pressure of what my what was familiar to me which is what my parents and grandparents felt because i live with my grandparents as well we lived all together my maternal grandparents and then we moved into our own home but i was constantly there and it it was just this pressure just mm-hmm. pressure um it's no surprise that i've lived so much of my adult life in various extensions and expressions and forms of pressure
0: yeah you know in and different high ways yeah
1: yeah high intensity in different ways De- depending on the stage of my life right and and although i crave peace and calmness and i crave tranquility and spaciousness which i give to myself i think i will do a I could do a better job of this, but I think I do a reasonably healthy job of giving myself spaciousness and I could do a lot better.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like you want to.
1: Yeah, I mm-hmm. do.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And he lights up mm-hmm. when I say, yes, I do. Because mm-hmm. yeah, there's an, there's a, you know, in the subtlety of all this, there's an equation of, the spaciousness equates to safety because if there's spaciousness, there's no compression. If there's no compression, there's no intensity. If there's no intensity, there's none of the negative, not negative because that doesn't really exist, but none of the dense, heavy, scary emotions that coincide with those states.
0: Right. Well, and also there's a bit of a history of intensity and then taking yourself out to the mountains or alone or whatever to get peace. And what I hear you saying, and that I know you need that, you need your time and you need your solitude and all that, and that will be a part of who you are and your self-care. But it sounds like what little stuff is also asking for is on a daily basis to have that, to not have to leave or escape to get reprieve.
1: Yeah, because it's very energy intensive yes. to do that. And it's a lot of responsibility to... Hold the intensity and then hope for spaciousness. Right. As a as a as a child that didn't have complete sovereignty and autonomy. As an adult, I have more autonomy, so I create the intensity and then create equal spaciousness in a similar extreme. Mm -hmm. I have more control, so to speak, or mastery, but it's still the same pattern, which still feeds into discomfort and a feeling of not being safe to that little boy within, which is an interesting dot I just connected in a way I haven't before.
0: Mm. 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 Is there anything that you or little Steph needs from me?
1: No, just to continue doing what you're doing, just to continue being how you be, just like a wise oracle. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes.
0: Sometimes.
1: wise compassionate oracle
0: yeah that
1: cares very deeply and has access to you know compassion
0: and love you care very deeply about you and little you Mm, i know i see that little guy Mm. and i love him very very much i know you're cute and i want him to know i'm always available whenever he wants to come and talk to me i'm always available
1: yeah What do you feel now? Tired. Yeah. Yeah, I feel tired.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, um, I feel very sharp in my mind, like clear in my mind, but I just feel drained and tired, which, as we know, is very common after explorative yes. work.
0: Right? It is. And it's also, I think, you have a very high threshold for intensity. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that it's the best for you to be compressed with time and have a lot, you know, on your plate. And so I think that's the other thing the little boy is asking for is just less to do, more time with his Legos.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And, you know, I'm all for that.
1: Mm, Yeah, but (laughs) be careful. I'll start buying Legos and filling the house up with Legos. (laughs) Oh, God.
0: God. That was a metaphor.
1: (laughs) You know, i got access to resources, girl. I'll be start buying Legos and be dropping thousands on Legos. Listen,
0: if you want to buy your Legos, if that makes no, your little boy happy, then, then you can buy your I'd Legos.
1: I'd rather buy more. them and give them to our nephews and play with them. Yeah. That
0: way. Yeah. Brennan's a Lego master. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I mm. love your vulnerability. I love how open and how you can access these parts of you. It's one of the many reasons I love you. Thank you.
1: Mm, love you,
0: darling. Yeah. Anything else to feel complete? Uh,
1: just, you know, just to ensure that, um, because I care, and, uh, I ca- and I care about my parents. Of course, they—they uh, they are definitely pl- please. Uh, do not perceive them as the devil, <laughs> mm-hmm. or as evil, evil people. They're just—they were just very hurt people that are still quite hurt in different ways. Yeah. Uh, that are doing their best. And as an adult, I understand that. As a child, of course, it's a different story and we know that. And, you know, I'm going to put my coach's hat back on and my adult cap back on for a moment and, and, and say something about our in a child workshop as well, which is one of the reasons why we created it and created it in this way is that we help you distinguish between your adult thinking
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that smaller version or versions of yourself thinking where they come from. And often what happens is, you know, for many years I really struggled with this. I I didn't want to um, badmouth my parents. I didn't want to um, see them in a light that was derogatory. And I realized that I had to really allow myself to feel the feelings that were authentic to me in those moments and know that it's not a permanent judgment call towards
0: them. Right. That's the whole purpose of the Inner Child Workshop is to not blame yeah, your parents anymore. That's right.
1: Yeah, because I did that for so long. Oh, my gosh. Without wanting to do it, but we're still doing Ugh. it, which was then causing more inner conflict and resentment in my own self and towards yeah. them. It was just fucking chaotic.
0: I had a coach say to me recently, because I brought up something parental related. She's like, you picked them. Why are you still blaming them? <laughs> you picked them for the lessons you need to learn. So why not just own it and and, you know... Move on. And of course it's not that easy, but that's why the inner child work is so huge because well, that's they're the building blocks, the, the steps exactly, towards it being that easy. Exactly. We we, you know, honor and give you a safe space to process who you had as parents and who they were and who they weren't and how they hurt or scared you or abandoned you or neglected you or smothered you or whatever it is or confused you. And again, you don't have to have a horrific childhood or even A relatively bad childhood to do inner child work. You could have amazing parents and still really benefit from doing inner child work because it connects you deeper to the intuitive, wise, magical, sensitive parts of you. But we want to liberate you from any anger or pain or judgment you have with your parents so that you can, if they, you can have a better relationship with them if that's something that is an intention of yours. And so you can really grieve the parents that you had and become the parent that you always wanted. That's really one of the huge keys to peace and contentment in life is giving ourselves what we never got. Because the other thing that will happen is whatever we didn't get from our parents, we're going to go look for in romantic relationships. And we end up dating people that are similar to our parents because we're trying to get from them what we never got from our own parents. And also inner child work is so – I'm so glad that we have an awareness of this work in our marriage because one thing – I'll just share one thing for me with you is if I didn't really understand your little boy and the way your anger works, it would have been really hard to make it this far in our marriage because I would have taken your anger personally. Yeah. And a lot of that is – my work around anger in my household growing up. And I now understand that that anger was never really directed at me. Mm-hmm. It was other things, right? And so I can be in a place where if you get angry or upset or impatient or you drop something and you get mad, I, I can, I used to let it in and it would upset me and I wouldn't necessarily take it personally but I'd kind of go into the victim and be like, Oh, he's lost his temper. He's so impatient. He's so angry. I don't like being around anger. But now what I can see is just, there's a hurt little Steph. There's a scared little Steph or a little Steph that thinks he just did something wrong mm. and he's ashamed. Yeah. So when you're angry, hot. I know you're either ashamed, hurt or scared. Yeah. And so I can see that. And you know, Not that you're like this angry man walking around yelling at me, but sometimes you can get big, (laughs) you know, and your tone of voice can be pretty, you know, it could be scary if I didn't know that that was this little stuff. Yeah. And so that really helps us. And that really helps me be able to go into compassion and not diffuse your anger, but just like hold space for it so that you actually eventually just settle yourself
1: Yeah, and whilst you hold healthy boundaries for what your needs yes. are as
0: well right yes and
1: that's an ongoing process and being in relationship and being deliberate and intentional about how we approach that helps us heal that at a, de- a deeper level yeah help you know you help me heal you don't do the healing for me but you help me heal by being a different experience of what I've had and I want to reiterate two things as well in a child work isn't only about, oh, I've had a horrible childhood. I need to fix myself. Well, firstly, you're not broken. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to heal myself. Well, you're not broken. Let me just be really clear that. But it's about patterns. Mm-hmm. Maybe you had a really healthy ch- childhood and you've cultivated or you've picked up some patterns that are not serving you in your current life in as an adult. So in a child work is a a tool, a set of processes, a way of being and understanding ourselves and connecting to ourselves and healing that helps us access deeper parts of ourselves that have been repressed so that we can live a more meaningful, intentional, well-aligned life and create new patterns of being and behavior that help us shift. And something else I wanted to reiterate was, and I spoke to this earlier, but I just want to expand on one thing. Is inner child work for me helps me create a distinction between you know the voices in my head, not mm. that I have multiple personality disorder or a form of personality disorder. We all have different D- voices different or perspectives, parts, yeah. different parts of us in our in our own being, right? So inner child work helps me uh, create a distinction between that little boy that's projecting or getting angry or getting upset or that adult that's being protective or or being hypervigilant or angry, whatever it may be, the more I get to know myself and the many faces of myself – the more I'm able to actually move out of judgment and allow the natural flow of expression to come through so that it doesn't get stuck within me. And so I make it okay to get angry at my mum or project that to her, not to her, of course, because that's unhealthy. That just builds negative patterns, right? Unhealthy patterns. But to go through internal processes such as those that we will teach you and share with you in a child level one, that you are able to do that on your own. And what we mean by that is that in your own sovereignty, and that's the inner parent piece, like that's the, we all wanna be better parents. We may not all want external children to nurture and and and, and um, be a parent to, but we all have to be, and we all get to be a parent to ourselves. And that's the yeah. important piece.
0: And that makes you a better parent mm-hmm. to your children.
1: And, and a better person, full stop. Full, like a, yeah. a, a more well-rounded, holistically healthier person.
0: Yes. And for those of you that are parents, you might be an amazing parent. You might be breaking all the generational patterns. Mm. But here's the thing. Your inner child is going to be angry and jealous if they see you giving all this love and attention and nurturing and understanding to your children when they still feel abandoned and neglected. And they're going to act out either in anxiety or sabotaging behavior or addictive type behavior, overeating, whatever it may be. So you have to, especially you parents, have to give yourself the kind of parenting and love that you so freely give your children. Because one, they're going to learn how to be better parents to themselves. Like if you're just loving your children, being these amazing parents to them, but not to yourself, they're going to feel that. And they're gonna be like, oh, how you love is you just go above and beyond for other people, (laughs) but don't really take care of yourself in the process. So parents, make time (laughs) to do this. And even if you don't have children, never want children, your relationship with your inner child, it really does improve all aspects of your life from health to wealth, to relationships, to career, to everything. You know, if you're confused about your career path, There's so much, there's so many answers your inner child has for you. I promise you, that's where the answers are. They aren't in a career coach, they aren't in a session with an astrologer. Your inner child has the answer. So we're super passionate about this. I'm so excited to teach it with you. Me too. We get to be your surrogate mom and dad figures (laughs) for the weekend.
1: This is one of the most amazing experiences that you and I are able to have together in our teaching. It really is. Together, yeah. It's beautiful.
0: And I take you through some pretty powerful guided visualizations. Mm. Um, Everybody can visualize. Don't worry. If you can worry, you can visualize. (laughs) Steph takes you through amazing breath work. And you might think, I hate breath work, but trust me, you'll you'll love these sessions. We go into creativity, it's highly experiential. You might think, oh, I don't want to look at my laptop all weekend. You won't be. No. You won't be. And we're with you the whole time. So again, go to Christinehassler.com/slash inner child. Now, also, this is a very reasonably priced workshop. And we know that for some of you, it's still too much of a stretch. And we never want money to be the reason that you can't participate in a healing that really, really resonates with you. So if you feel like you just cannot pay the full price, go to Christinehaster.com slash inner child and you know, look at the website. You probably already know you're a yes. And if you are a yes, go to Christinehaster.com slash scholarship and you can fill out a form there and let us know that you'd like a scholarship and we will work with you to the best of our ability to get you in the workshop. Anything else you want to say about it?
1: The workshop is amazing. I mean, the testimonials on the website just speak volumes to the depth of work that yes. can be reached with, you know, in two and a half days. It is an intensive and an immersive and it is so well-priced, but beyond that, the community, the people that you meet, the people that you share with, the energy exchange, the sharing we do a lot of live coaching and intervention as well which is so powerful and so healing even if you're not on directly on the other end of that and what i'd like to say i mean I've, i've said that to the inner child workshop let's leave some uh something to the imagination because yeah. ambiguity is really important mystery is really important so if there's some trepidation because you're not completely sure what's going on good lean into that and come anyway
0: yeah
1: <laughs> um but I just want to say thank you for today darling I love you thank I you for you. today
0: like you just I just love you so much I'm so proud of you <laughs>
1: oh yeah I just appreciate it. I received and I
0: just love that you you're just this masculine strong man who can protect me and just handle shit and then you can sit here and be vulnerable and and let tears come up and connect with your little boy yeah i'm so lucky
1: yeah uh, i i received that and i feel i'm the one that's very blessed wasn't it nice that we both feel
0: blessed (laughs) yes and our inner children really like each other that's true that's very true all right everybody we hope to see you there ChristineHauser.com/slash-inner-child.